Welcome to the Live Explore podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit like and subscribe. Welcome, everyone. I'm Sean Payne, co-host of the Live Explore Build Better podcast. I have my co-host with me today, Isaiah Chass. Isaiah, thanks for being here. Absolutely. And uh, we have a great uh, podcast today. I have Becca Lipsky of the Beal Group uh, talking about delivery on Maine out in Sebastopol. Cool project coming up. Becca, thanks very much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So let's uh, let's talk about uh, uh, what is the Beal Group? Tell us tell us a little sure. about that. Um, well, the Beal Group is basically the uh, administrative engine that runs a family of companies, and it's built on a shared services model. Um, and so we provide the uh, administration, all the operations, facilities, legal, HR, IT. Oh, wow. Um, everything so that each of our subsidiaries can focus on what they love, what their passion is. Right, right. So, so on that note, let's jump in. What is the livery on Maine then? So, so yeah. Sure. So, um, the livery on Maine is a food hall project that we're developing in Sebastopol, and um, and it started with Greg. Well, we're very passionate about Sebastopol. We all live there. We all work there. Our kids go to school there. And Greg really uh, saw a need in the community for a gathering spot. Um, And he also uh, really loved the idea of providing experiences for for the community. Um, And it started just as a concept of uh, a food hall. um, But uh, as time progressed, uh, it morphed. I mean, you know, and COVID happened during the time that we were planning for it. But it really has become a uh, the, a, a project to support local um, chefs mm-hmm. and local artists uh, and, and makers um, while providing a really great experience for the community. Yeah, so it's a food hall. Um, uh, it's a bar. It's uh, a, some flex space for performances and, you know, event venue. And then we're adding a roof deck to the third level of the building. That's so awesome. that'll be amazing. Mm-hmm. Sebastopol just doesn't have that. Right, right. Um, we yeah. need more roof decks. Yeah, we do. Like, like you, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah we we definitely need more roof decks. Yeah. That, that's really cool. So, so uh, again, just kind of like back up a little bit. Yeah. You, you, you guys, so you have like a, a local provider there that wants to, or our local chefs uh, mm-hmm. like that. You, you, you give them like all the, the back end support in that sense. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah. you, you help them out because that can be like a really intimidating. I mean, scalability just wise, like uh, that's really cool that you guys do that. Yeah. Uh, but that can be super intimidating for someone that like, where do you start? Right? Yeah. So right. especially so, when your expertise is, is being a chef and perfecting mm-hmm. the food itself. And yeah. then at, at the same time, you have to think about how to uh, scale a business, you know, point of sale, every, everything. Yeah. It, yeah. Taking off their hands is, is huge. Yeah. Well, that was really uh, part of the, the core of the idea. I mean, the Beal Group was built on the shared services model. Okay. And what we have been able to do with our companies is um, the you know we have the architecture firm, uh-huh. we have the general contracting firm, um, and you know because we have a single group of you know it's, we're pretty lean, right? But we've got some some very uh, you know excellent uh, people on the team uh-huh. that are providing these back office services, and so um, uh, it brings the overhead cost down for all of the subsidiaries, and we had been doing that for a number of years, 
went before we had this idea about the food hall. Uh And so we wanted to take that shared services model and extend it to a food hall. Um, And so really we would be uh, building out the micro kitchens um, and all that chef would need to do is come in with their, you know, food and their, uh, and their tools, uh-huh. um, and start doing what they love cooking. Right. Um, and we provide the point of sale. We provide the shared busing, um, shared, um, uh, sorry, uh, just a lot of shared services. So they can just walk in and just do what they love. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, we did this in a lot of ways as a reaction to COVID because we saw brick and mortar restaurants failing. Um, it was unsustainable. Right, right. And for us to be able to provide, um, you know, this venue uh-huh. for chefs to come in and be able to practice what they love to do and, and also give this experience to our community. Um, and there's a lot of outdoor space that's been designed mm-hmm. into this project. Um, and that was, you know, obviously a response to COVID as well. Right, so, right. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, you know, it really does uh, give a chef who maybe only had a food truck, uh-huh. you know, and they want to they want a brick and mortar. It, it's their first step, you know, into that. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, did you have like, like just to dig? Was it something that you just created, or do you had? Did you have like local chefs come to you and be like, "Gosh, if we had something like this, that that this would be," or like how? Like, right. or, or was it just like kind of, "Hey, we yeah. should do this." Like, yeah. like what was it? Well, you know, um, Greg really liked the idea of a food hall uh-huh. concept. You know, just for the community, he felt like that was a really good thing for the community. Um, so it started there, right? Okay. And and it started. So it really was from hit from from his, yeah. his idea. Okay. okay. Yeah. I was yeah. wondering if there was like another experience there, but no, he he like organically was like, "Hey, yes. we should have this here." Yes. That's very Absolutely. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, cool. How about the 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 co-work space? How did mm-hmm. that get intertwined? Mm-hmm. Was that from the beginning or as yeah. the product evolved it that mm-hmm. component got added in after the fact? Uh it that's oh, interesting. So we actually um, know Danielle of Keller Street Cowork, and um, at the time, um, uh, I think the future of Keller Street for a minute was unsure, and so we started to talk to her, and we actually really got jazzed about this idea of a cowork. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't part of the original concept, but we had some second floor space that at the time we thought that that would be a good spot. Um, and we really like the idea of building this community that, um, you know, would also be a built-in clientele, you know? Right. Um, and, uh, so Danielle actually came and consulted with us for a little while to develop this idea of the co-work. Um, during that time, uh, the building next door, you know, we had told them a long time prior, Hey, if you ever want to sell this building, will you call us? Mm -hmm. And at the time they didn't want to sell it. But then, you know, a year later, they called us. And so that building that is now operating as a co-work, totally plug and play. Uh, you know, it had fiber internet right outside. Um, and, and it's funny because I can be a very practical and linear thinker. And I was just thinking about the facility, you know, and how to create a really great facility for the for our coworkers. Um, you know, great internet, like you know, clean, modern, lots of light, um, places to focus, um, meeting rooms, etc. 
and what I didn't really anticipate was just the awesome community that we've built there. And so we've got over 40 members now, and um, it's just awesome, you know. And it, it's really, it's really great. And they're all jazzed about the future of the project right. opening next door. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could totally see them being the, the first customers of a uh, food hall. Exactly, you know, and we and we, you know, we have opened Goldfinch, and um, and the coworkers uh, are constantly going to Goldfinch, so it's definitely, you know, at play there. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about like the 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 coworkers that you have there, like mm-hmm. like who's without getting super specific, like like who's like really kind of come there, and I'm, I'm sure they're pretty like as as a pretty excited about it yeah definitely. Um, but can you tell us a little bit more about like like that atmosphere and, and who's sure. attracted yeah so um one of the first people to even walk through the space before we had furniture in it is a guy named jake uh, vera montez and he has a nonprofit that he started called um sewn um it's storytelling for social good and um basically he uh is a filmmaker and his mission is to give away his films to nonprofits around the world to help them raise money. And, um, yeah, it's really inspiring. Uh Um, so we, we just love Jake. He's, he's super inspirational, just really good guy. So we actually made a deal with him that he could have the biggest office um, for a very reduced rate. Um, And, uh, you know, we'd kind of share that office. Um, It's also a meeting room that Uh we rent out and then we give him or his nonprofit, we split the proceeds with him. Um, So we're really into supporting, you know, folks that are doing interesting and cool things. But he's just one. uh, he's also our resident storyteller, so uh-huh. you know we work with him on a lot of our messaging and right. things like that, which is really cool. Right. Um, and he does some uh, videography for us for Goldfinch that we use for social media and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but yeah, we have such a wide variety of folks there. We have marketing consultants. Um, we have screenwriters. Um, we have people that work in tech. A lot of folks moved up from the Bay Area, right. from San Francisco and Oakland during the pandemic. And um, it was super interesting because I thought to myself on several occasions, like, what am I doing? Uh-huh. Like, why am I doing this? This, you know, we're creating a co-work in the middle of a pandemic. Nobody wants to work in the same room. But... The timing of when we opened it was perfect because all of those tech workers and people who had moved up, you know, they're working at home. They have kids. They can't focus. All of a sudden, everything's opening up. It was it was really perfect timing. So, um, yeah, just a great group of people. Yeah, I would think that like some people are really looking for that too. I mean, you have people that like like working for home, but I think there's people that were like that's what you're saying is that people there are like, gosh, you know, Mm -hmm. like I I like being around people and that that synergy and things like that. Yeah, um, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, So your projects really evolved over time. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you kind of walk through how it's progressed and kind of like your timeline? from here on out that way? Is that, is yeah. that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, so let's see, we bought uh, the main livery building uh-huh. in 2019. And that's actually kind of an interesting story because um, that building used to be the round table pizza 
that a lot of people who grew up in Sebastopol or lived there a long time know about. Um, And um, uh, so, yeah, so the the owner of that building Mm -hmm. approached us to do design uh, for them because they were wanting to do some tenant improvements. It was like tenant improvements. Um, sorry. Uh, so they hired us to do some design for them. And it soon became really clear to Greg that this, you know, out of town, you know, building ownership really, they wanted to do the least amount of work possible to move in a a salon or something. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, and he not felt very strongly that that's not what we needed. Right, not you a know, great fit right in, there. Yeah, right, right. yeah. So he begged the owner for a while to sell him the building. Uh-huh. And they created such a personal connection between the two of them that that owner bought out his partner and then did a seller finance deal to oh, Greg wow. with really, really great terms. That's unheard of. <laughs> that is totally unheard of. Yeah. That's really cool. And it was really all about the relationship, huh. you know. So we, so that was in 2019. Huh. And we immediately began the process with our design firm, um, Builder Studio, um, to start designing this project. Um, it's about 12,000 square feet uh, as it stands. And we're, you know, our plan would be to add that roof deck, so it would be about 20,000 feet at the end of the day. Wow. So, yeah. Um, so as far as the timeline, it took us quite some time to get through design review in, in Sebastopol. Right. Yeah, that's like one of our next questions, I'm, like the challenges. Yeah. Uh, do you want to, Isaiah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just from a development standpoint that we see on a local jurisdiction level without getting too deep into that it's there's so many hurdles from an entitlement process planning zoning um just just getting it to the approval stage mm-hmm. yeah uh, alone without um supply chain issues build costs etc um I, i'd imagine there's all the above yeah well yeah i mean and you know in changing the use of a building um you know that can be challenging um you know having to there's structural uh, upgrades that needed to be you know included in the in the design just because of the change of use um, but design review was probably our biggest hurdle especially during covid because you know the meetings would mm-hmm. you know get postponed or or whatever and it was like they had to do them by zoom and it was right at the beginning of the pandemic so it was kind of a bit of a chaotic time right right everyone yeah. tensions were high at that point yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly how was like the community f- feedback at that mm-hmm. uh, was that part of the i mean i, I know that can be kind of uh, difficult as well sometimes mm-hmm. because uh, design is so subjective yeah. that you're not going to be able to make everyone happy that way. So, yeah. so uh, interesting. Um, we actually didn't get a lot of pushback. Oh. Um, you know, the design that we came up with, you know, there used to be a livery, mm-hmm. with, you know, a horse stables, you know, on that corner. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we actually took historical photos and and, and, you know, looked at what was there you know, a long, long time ago and incorporated some oh, of that cool. into our design. And, and it's a really nice blend of uh, brick and, uh, and wood and stucco. Um, 
and there's a, there was just a lot of thought put into it. Right, especially so, like a local architect. Having yeah. a local architectural component too mm-hmm. is, is makes things kind of nice that way too. Yeah, so. yeah. so we didn't get a lot of pushback. Um, we did in the very beginning, um, well, this is a community project a, mm-hmm. and a community re- revitalization project. Mm-hmm. And so in the very beginning, we... Um, we really wanted to get the community involved, and so we had uh, um, an equity crowdfunding campaign um, for the business that was, you know, that is the uh, food hall management company that we created. Okay. Uh, that business is called Farm to Coast Collective. Right, right. Um, and that is basically, I guess you would say, the Beal Group for the food hall. Okay. So basically managing all of the, you know, different services in there. Um, and uh, so we created a WeFunder account and tried to get, you know, some community engagement and actually offered equity in the business uh, as a, you know, uh, you know, part of that. And we ended up raising about $130,000 oh, wow. through the equity crowdfunding, which, which was pretty amazing. It allowed us actually to um, start the co-work and get that up and running. Right. Um, and also, you know, helped open Goldfinch as well. Right, right. Yeah. Wow, that's great. That's, yeah. That's, a great, that's great community response. I was, I was curious when you said that I was like just had numbers going through my head and, and, and that was much higher than what, what I uh, would have thought that way. Yeah. That, that's really yeah. good. We're, yeah, it was, it was great. So, so kind of just talking on like the community side. So, so it's been a community project that the, the, the uh, support has continued to be, to be good that way. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, definitely. Everybody is always asking, you know, Oh, when is it going to open? You know? Right. Um, and people are really jazzed about it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and I think, you know, for a while we, I don't know that we did a very good job of getting the message out that we are local and that we care about the community and we're not just some outside developer coming in. Right. Um, but I think that, I think that message has gotten across a lot uh, better uh, lately. So that's good. Sure. Yeah. Sure. On a, on a community level, being that it sounds like the community is so involved and engaged and excited about it. You know, previously we, we spoke about how the co-work spaces create a sense of community. Can you talk a little bit about what the, the space as a whole has brought to the community and mm-hmm. how it's it's created a space for people to come to and interact? And I'd, I'd assume that a lot of people, part of the co-work are probably residents of Sebastopol, so maybe mm-hmm. they walk down or mm-hmm. bike down. Yes, um, absolutely. Yeah, um, that's absolutely true. Um, we have... I would say all of them live in Sebastopol uh-huh. um, and, and come because, you know, there are co-work spaces in, in you know, in other cities, but sure. uh, we're only the one of two co-working spaces in Sebastopol, the other one being uh, a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, actually, uh, what was I going to say? The co-work, um, all of the folks that are in the co-work, we have... Uh, networking events um, there where we highlight a co-work member um, and we do that every month. Oh, cool. uh, yeah, it's really fun to get together with the co-workers and, and you know, just have fun for a change, you totally. know? <laughs> yeah. And, and it creates a sense of community in, mm-hmm. in a town that is somewhat centralized. I mean, mm-hmm. th- there's no housing downtown, but there is so much of downtown is walkable and yes. um, within, you know, a couple minutes of each other. Mm-hmm. So it's great being able to get people 
you know, all in one place and, and creating that community around it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and, and um, the co-work is right across the street from the biggest parking lot in Sebastopol. Um, and the co-work obviously is next door to the main livery building, which is still, you know, it's still on pause. We're not, we haven't started construction. We just did a little demo under a demo permit, but, um, but that's on pause. And then around the corner on the other side is the uh, Goldfinch, which, which, uh, opened in um, this year, actually, in April of this year. Um, so it's been really cool, you know, the co-work opening up in, um, what was that, 2021, 2022, uh, really kind of getting traction in 2022, and then being able to open Goldfinch in 2023, sort of building that momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, you know, and it is really cool because a lot of the chefs that we talked to early on, um, that were you know they'd signed letter letters of intent to be in the livery when it opens, um, you know, sadly they weren't able to wait for us just because of how things have gone, but they all ended up in Sebastopol, which we're so happy about because I mean you know they were ones that we we were curating the space. You know, to, to bring chefs that we really thought would be a good addition to Sebastopol. Right. So, like, for instance, Lunchbox, they were going to be in the livery. Um, and then East West Cafe became available. So they like they hopped on that and we were super stoked for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Cozy Plum is another one that we wanted to have in the livery. And they had signed an LOI. Um, but then... Um, uh, that space next to Whole Foods, uh, I don't remember, oh, Slice of Life, that became available and Cozy Plum went in there. And we're super That's supportive cool. of that because, you know, these are all folks that we had been, you know, trying to pull into Sebastopol right. and now they're now they're there. So that's, that's amazing. We talked to uh, the folks that opened Redwood, uh, the uh, organic wine bar um and uh you know they we talked to them early on now they are down the street mm-hmm. um so yeah it's just cool to be you know to feel like we've had a part and a little bit of the re- revitalization yeah. that way yeah that's yeah. really cool yeah. that's really cool yeah downtown sebastopol is just hopping uh-huh. it's, it's it's really great such a great scene it's come and a long ways it totally and goldfinch really like raised the mm-hmm. level i think there too i mean knl obviously love knl bistro um they were there for over 20 years and i think you know it would, that they were a hard act to follow but i think goldfinch right. really stepped up and, certainly and i mean it's i think no matter what town it, it is in order to attract a uh, so tourism and, and, and more people is you need elevated dining experiences and yeah. Goldfinch definitely brought that. Yeah. Have you been there? I haven't yet, but everyone I, I talk to, friends uh, included, as well as people I meet, they all rave about it. I, yeah. I've been meaning to go, but yeah. everyone I talk to about it has That's incredible awesome. reviews. Yeah. You know, Goldfinch, um, Nick and Deanna came to us a really long time ago, right when we first started developing the livery. And um, they came to us and they wanted to start something. 
and we actually ended up hiring Nick Israeli of Goldfinch to be the food and beverage director for the whole project. He had been with Starks for 20 years. That's right. I, I was going to ask you about that because I, I heard that the team came from Starks, but I didn't know if that was accurate or not. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, we hired Nick on and he was helping us to develop the you know food hall project. Then, you know, in October of last year, when the interest rates just started going up and up, we actually had a construction loan to get started, but then our lender pulled out. And so we had to put a pause on the main building. But that Goldfinch building where K&L Bistro was, uh, where they had been, came up. Um, and K&L, uh, Karen and Lucas, actually came to us. They really loved what we were doing. They were like, oh my God, it's amazing. Uh, if we didn't have to have 30 people on the staff to open every night, we'd be so stoked. Like, mm-hmm. it was so hard for them during the pandemic that they came to us and they were like, you know what, we're done. We want to retire. Uh, do you guys want to buy the business and the liquor license? And we we're like, okay, yeah, we'll find a way to do that. But we really want to buy the building too, because it only makes sense if we can do that. So we, uh, you know, there was two deals that were con- going concurrently, buying the business and the liquor license and then buying the building. And luckily, you know, that all happened and we were able to create the space for Nick and Deanna and their partners, Christopher and Rodrigo, um, to actually open Goldfinch, even though we had to put the main project on hold. And so, and, and it is a shared services model with them. I mean, we're, we're providing the point of sale, we're providing the bookkeeping and marketing services. It's a little bit of a uh, scaled down from what the food hall is going to be because um, they don't need as many shared services because it's more of a standalone business. But um, but it's been really awesome working with them and, and you know, putting these systems into place. It's kind of a, a, a good beta test for the main project. Very cool. Yeah. Did you say you had a small team? Gosh, it seems like you guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we do. A lot, of, a lot of hands in the, the fire. Yeah. Of, well, know. yeah, I think um, I'm kind of a startup junkie. Like I came from that world. Okay. And so um, I am not uh, satisfied unless I'm, you know. You're okay with working something. weekends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I the team I really awesome. get it. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, getting back to the rooftop area, yeah. what is that? What what has to happen to? Where is that at? Mm. So, well, I mean, the whole building at, right now is vacant, uh-huh. and um, has been demoed to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, and you know, really, at this point, you know, we're on de- indefinite pause just because of the financial right, state right. of things. Yep. Um, the money is too expensive right now, mm-hmm. and you know. If our goal is to support the, the local chefs and makers, you know, the more we have to spend, the less it's supporting them, you know, sure. because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it has to pencil. Right. 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 Um, and so, you know, luckily the deal is so good that we have with the seller financing mm-hmm. that we're able to float that building. And, you know, because, and also because we have so many other things going on. Mm-hmm. We've got the design and the construction and, you know, Goldfinch is up and running in the co-work. And so we're able to kind of carry that building. But, you know, ideally we would love to find an equity partner that wants to get in on the real estate mm-hmm. um, and be part of this project with us. Right. And, you know, for us, 
the right partner is important like mm-hmm. you know just because it is so local so and so much a community project that we wouldn't we're really looking for someone local uh-huh. who's passionate about this, you know, our town, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Right. No, very cool. Very cool. Are there any other projects that the Beale Group as a whole is working on or any of the subsidiaries? Development-wise, um, I guess? Uh, well, I mean, so Thrive, it, being a general contractor, the focus for Thrive is really um, residential design-build projects and so 99% of the work that Thrive does is you know residential mm-hmm. uh, remodels and additions mostly but we do also uh, ground up construction um, and uh, Greg always has he's a visionary so he always has ideas for what's next and what's next and so you know I don't want to like say anything because I don't want to like you know over promise right. or whatever um, but because we do we have we have a lot of ideas um, and there are other buildings and other projects that we're looking at right now but again you know the state of the economy is is definitely giving us pause at the moment sure yeah yep and there's certainly a lot of challenges right now yeah well, cool. If there's any uh, further questions or someone wants to learn more about delivery, what's the best way that they can get in touch or stop in and oh, yeah. learn about it? Definitely. Well, uh, we're at the co-work from 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, and that's at 6940 Burnett Street uh, in Sebastopol. Um, or you can email us at info at thebeal.group. And um, the, I don't know if I need to spell that or... No, we'll, we'll take care of that. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Cool. Cool. Well, Becca, thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything else that you'd like people to know about that uh, about the project or anything like that? Hmm, that's, a, that's a great question. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, if there is a potential equity partner out there mm-hmm. that is listening, sure. um, you know... This is a really interesting deal and a really great investment. Right. Um, we actually have a pretty amazing appraisal from Cushman and Wakefield on on this project, and so you know we're just really excited about it. We're excited to get it going. We would love. To, we have more letters of intent from chefs than we have space. Yeah, a lot of community support. I mean, it's so important yeah. on a project like this. Yeah, uh, because it can really make or break it. So you have the community behind you. So yes. it looks like you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. definitely and then you know with the co-work already up and running and with goldfinch doing so great um you know it's really that that'll be the icing on the cake if we can Mm -hmm. get this main livery building up especially that roof deck man that's that's the the crowning jewel there it's it's really going to be amazing yeah it could be a really cool project yeah and we're we have the permits ready to be pulled right now um we could hit the ground running um you know just a matter of money right at this stage right yeah. right well if, if someone's listening to this and, and you are interested in this project pre, uh, please reach out to becca and or the beale group 
uh, and uh, we can see this to fruition because that'd be re- that would be really cool that way. Thank so you. Well, yeah, well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, uh, I think I know personally it'd be fun to watch this project uh, come through, and and uh, at some point we'll come out there and check it out. So, awesome. So, well, thank yeah. you. I hope you do. Yeah. Um, thank you very much uh, for joining us today. If you like this episode, please hit like and subscribe, and we'll see you guys soon. So, Becca, thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Appreciate it. See you guys next time. Welcome to the Live Explore podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit like and subscribe.